Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. Today we'll be going to a picnic and learning something old and something new from the Bible. So grab your Bible and come on and join us. of your parents to invite us to their annual picnic. Oh, good. Well, they're really looking forward to seeing you again. We just wanted to make sure we had the right directions. So, we take Highway 14 North into Dexterville? Well, why don't we stop by and you can follow us there. Great idea. This is going to be so much fun for the kids. Did you get the directions? Mom, we're just going to follow them. Sorry, Elaine. Granny Gunther was just asking about the directions. Oh, sure. Tell her I said hi. Mom, Elaine says hi. Hi back. If we need directions, I have my GPS unit. Granny Gunther, what's that? It's a little TV screen that tells you what roads to take in order to get to a certain destination. Will you tell Granny Gunther that all she needs to bring is her smiling face and a healthy appetite? I'll tell her. See you soon. Where are we? We're on Highway 14, headed for Dexterville. What's that little thing dragging itself across the road? Look out! Don't hit it! Whoa! What was that? What? Did you see that? I think Mr. Gunther almost hit a little animal. Look, they're pulling over. Where did he go? Went into the ditch. Here he is. It's a tiny little kitten. Oh no. His back leg is snapped off. He must have been hit by a car just before we came by. Now what do we do? We need to help him because he can't help himself. There's an animal clinic right by my parents' house. That sounds like a good idea. Your parents sure know how to put on a great picnic. Well, they've had a lot of practice. They've been doing this for years. Grandpa, how do you think the kitten is doing? Well, the veterinarian has probably finished amputating his leg. Can we keep him? Yeah, Grandpa, can we keep him? Um... We have a name for him. What did you name him, sweetie? His name is Scott because he's so little. That's cute, Sarah. We've discussed the matter of Squirt and have decided that he will live at our house and spend part of the time at the Matthews house. Yes! All right! Now to our Bible study, which was inspired by the rescue of Squirt. 
Today let's look at the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke 10, 25-29, in which a teacher of the law tries to tempt the Lord Jesus by asking him a question about how to inherit eternal life. The Lord responds by taking him back to the Bible to the first and second greatest commandments, which will be our focus today. Can you read that, Lizzie? Sure. Luke 10, verse 25 through 29 says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Why did the lawyer ask the question, And who is my neighbor, Mr. Gunther? That's a really good observation, Joey. By his question, he was really saying that not everybody was his neighbor. We call this sinful attitude, I'm better than you are. We see it on display in Mark 2.17 and other verses where the Lord Jesus was criticized for eating and drinking with sinners and tax collectors. Can you read that, Joey? Okay. Mark 2.17. They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So now the Lord will demonstrate through this parable what it means to love thy neighbor as thyself. Maria, can you read verse 30? Sure, Grandpa. Okay, let's see. Luke 10, 30. Okay. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. How are people half dead, Grandpa? Sarah, to be half dead or completely dead, like Lazarus was for four days, is a picture of the spiritual condition of most people in the world. They are spiritually dead both in their soul and in their body. And unless God saves them, they are headed for destruction. Joey, do you mind taking verses 31 and 32, please? All right. Verses 31 and 32. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Why didn't the priest or the Levites stop to help the half-dead man, Grandpa? Let's look at a few verses that explain the role of both the priest and the Levite in the Bible. Maria, can you read Malachi 2.7, which talks about the job of the priest? I think that's the last book in the Old Testament. Let's see, Malachi 2.7. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth, for he is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. Now, Jacob, can you read Numbers 8, 18 and 19, and we'll learn what the Levite was commanded by God to do. 
I have it, Grandpa. Numbers 8, 18 through 19. And I have taken the Levites for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons from among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the tabernacle of the congregation and to make an atonement for the children of Israel that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come nigh into the sanctuary. But Grandpa, if that was their job, why didn't they stop to help the half-dead man? Well, I can think of two possibilities, and there might be more. The first concerns the law that God gave concerning a dead body in Numbers 19.11. He that toucheth the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. What did that mean, Mr. Gunther? This meant that if any person touched a dead body, he would become ceremonially unclean, which would prevent the priest or the Levite in this account from carrying on their normal duties or responsibilities. You said there was another reason why the priest and the Levite did not stop, Mr. Gunther. Yes, I was just getting to that, Wolfie. Both the priest and the Levite identify with the law of God and the law is the entire Bible. We learn about one of the purposes of the Bible in Romans 3, 19 through 20. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. In other words, the intent of the Bible as the law of God is to establish man's guilt and to sentence him, and that took place in the Garden of Eden. In this sense, both the priest and the Levite, who represent the law of God, could not stop to help this poor man. However, we also know that the Bible, as a two-edged sword, not only condemns, but can save as well. This is represented by the actions that the Samaritan, a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ, took in order to save this half-dead man. Wolfie, do you mind reading verses 33 and 34? And Jacob, you can take verses 35 to 36. No, not at all. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an end, and took care of him. Let's see. In Luke 10, verse 35 through 36, we read, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? In verse 37, the teacher of the law answered Jesus by saying, He that showed mercy on him. Then what did Jesus say in the verse? Go and do thou likewise. Good job, Sarah. Now we know that helping someone who is physically injured is a good thing. Like we help squirt? That's right, Jacob. But Jesus is speaking spiritually about something far more important, having to do with salvation. So if the child of God is to be a neighbor 
to the half-dead people of this world, what must he or she be doing? All genuine Christians should be giving the true gospel, which includes warning about Judgment Day, a period of five months or 153 days. That begins on May 21, 2011, and it ends on October 21, 2011, the last day of this earth's existence. And they should also be telling people that Jesus is still saving a great number of people today from destruction. Both of those were excellent answers. Those who are truly neighborly and compassionate will warn others in the hope that God will rescue them also. Mr. Gunther, could Jesus be the perfect picture of the Samaritan? That's exactly right. Jesus does all the work in giving a dead soul eternal life. Notice that in the parable, the half-dead man had no strength to help himself. The Samaritan had compassion and went to him. He did all the work of pouring in oil and wine, binding up his wounds, set him on his own beast, brought him to an inn, and paid for his ongoing care until he was completely recovered. Wow, this reminds me of a verse I was reading in Isaiah 1-6 yesterday. From the sole of the foot, even into the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores they have not been closed, neither bound up. Just like Squirt can never have performed surgery on his leg. That's how impossible it is to get ourselves saved. Thankfully, there is still some time left to pray to God for his mercy and continue reading the Bible because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, according to Romans 10, 17. On that wonderful note, we've come to the end of our program. Today's story was partially based on a true account, and we hope you enjoyed it. For a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621 USA. Be sure to include the title of today's program, A Near Miss. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new and old from the Bible. Bye.